and welcome to another episode of BJ and Coffee. Except that's not Bill. I'm still Jim, but I'm not drinking coffee. I've actually got water with dragon fruit in it because I'm trying to be healthy. And Bill's on vacation this week. Um, last week was just one of those fluke weeks where shit happens. And so this week, filling in for Bill is number one fan, Mitch. Welcome, Mitch. Thank you for filling in. We appreciate it. And thank you for asking me. <laughs> Anytime. Um, let's see. Get the housekeeping out of the way first. Uh, if you want to find us, we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash BJ and coffee. Twitter at coffee underscore BJ. Um, email is BJ and coffee at gmail.com. And you can find us on YouTube by searching BJ and coffee. So if you're listening to this, you can actually watch our ugly mugs. And if you're watching it, if you prefer to listen and not scar your eyeballs, you know, you know just check your regular podcast outlets because we're just about everywhere. <laughs> oh, pardon me. Oh, come on. You could have done better. Oh, dude. Okay. Anybody that's read the title of this, because already, we already got the title figured out. Um, both Mitch and I are on a, on a health journey at the moment. And we compare notes. And one of the things we're doing is Huel. Uh, it's a meal replacement shake supplement type dealio. I, I don't know all the proper lingo. I just know that instead of eating, you know, a meal, I have a shake. And it's so far, I mean, I've been doing it for like three, couple of, two, three days, two days, three days, two days, two days. Brain's dead. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I don't feel bad. I don't feel run down. Um, I am a little bloated and gassy at the moment. So for any burps, I will apologize. The rest of it, y'all probably won't notice. And if you do, then let's just say, uh, that'll be impressive. <laughs> so the, the one thing about Huel is, um, if you look through their videos or their website and stuff, it's not actually advertised as meal replacement. It's advertised as a complete nutritional meal. So it's got all the essential vitamins, proteins, uh, certain carbohydrates are in there and all that other fun stuff. You know, the wonderful thing about it is it's not chalky. No, it's all not. of the other, all the other supplements and sh like stuff I've tried chalk, horrible aftertaste, not worth it. <laughs> this and, is awesome. And I will say this is uh, Mitch and I were talking about it. And honestly, I tried Huel because Mitch recommended it. And it, like I said, two days in, I'm not unhappy with it. Um, the, when I mix it up, honestly, I've used, I've used the chocolate yesterday and today, and it honestly is kind of like a, um, a liquid brownie batter is what it, what it reminds me of flavor wise. Like, you know, you, you're making brownies, but instead of baking them, you start like slopping down the batter, but it's more liquidy, but it's tasty. Well, the nice thing about it is like, you can customize the flavor a bit from it. So, you know, they've got basic flavors on their site, their chocolate, the vanilla, They've got a coffee caramel now, and they've got unsweetened, unflavored. But I'm running with chocolate and vanilla, and I've been mixing it with, you know, our non-sponsor, or the non-sponsor, Daffish Coffee. <laughs> there um, we go. <laughs> which gives you that kick you need from it, especially in the morning or right before work, if you're like me and you do an overnight shift, which is, let's not get into that. Um, <laughs> and they're done that, I get it. But I mix mine with Daffish Coffee. I've used peanut butter powder, almond powder. Um, I've added collagen replacement into it. And I've also done a little bit of like a splash of like coffee creamer. I used to give it like a little bit of sweetness because it is. Ooh, 
Stevia sweetened. I like that Um, idea. And initially, if you just try to flavor straight, you've got vanilla cardboard or chocolate cardboard. I mean, like I said, I've been doing the chocolate straight. Um, Yesterday, I'd mixed it with water. Today, I did it with um, uh, almond milk. And honestly, the water's, I'll be honest, the water was a little bit better texture. Well, not even texture, but um, today with the almond milk, I mean, dude, I've had triple thick shakes that were easier to drink. I I will say, I literally had to take the top off the shaker, take the shaker grade out, and like sit there like, okay, anytime you want to pop down here now. (laughs) you gotta work for that appetite exactly but i mean and i'm not unactive during the day or inactive i don't know what the hell the word i mean i'm not like physically demanding most all every day but some days i mean if it's a day where there's a bunch of large dogs i'm helping out with then yeah i'm going to be doing a lot of lifting and moving but um i mean I'm, i'm on my feet i'm moving all day so it's not like i'm just sitting around but that's the nice thing about huel is they have two different versions i've got the regular version which is just like a standard meal um to fill you up to get through the day it does have a protein content and it does have a higher carb content but then i also added on the black edition which is you know more protein less carbs you know if you're trying to get like a little more leaned out build a little more muscle it's pretty much good for that and like me doing overnight shifts for the company i work for i'm doing you know, 10, 15,000 steps a night, lifting all night, you know, picking up 200 pound toolboxes to stock on a shelf. And I've been doing this for a little over a week, just with heel twice a day. I'm only using one scoop every time. And I've already dropped like five or six pounds. Yeah. I'm, I got I haven't stepped on the scale yet, but I'm only two days in. So I'm going to give it a couple more days before I decide to step on the scale. Now, the way I've been doing it is in the morning, uh, because I also I have an additional issue that goes in with my concerns is that um, when I get heavy, I tend to get pre-diabetic. Um, not as bad as I was at my at my worst, I was well over 400 pounds. Uh, that was my heaviest. That was probably about 20 years ago. And I was hardcore pre-diabetic at that point, which really sucks if you've never been through that. It, it is obnoxious you feel like crap if you don't eat but you also feel like crap because you ate um so once i got that i got down from there i mean i i managed to get myself down around the 250 range um now i'm between 250 260 ish and obviously the covid has not helped because i haven't been quite as i haven't been able to go to the gym like i was i was going to the gym like every night before the covid thing hit Fortunately, the gyms are just opening back up around here, so I'm going to start getting back into that and get into the weight work because I can't run on a fucking treadmill with a goddamn mask on. I mean, I'll, I will wear the mask going to the store. I, I accept that. Not happy about it. I despise it, but I will not run on a fucking treadmill with a mask on. I have a hard enough time breathing as it is, but I've got a couple of those um, stretchy face shield doohickeys, which will work coming. And I I had one before, and they're a lot easier to breathe through. Uh, I used to have one for when I uh, was working outside in the winter, and they're nice. They protect your face. Um, but I'm going to grab one. Of, I'm going to have one of those on the way that I'll use so I can put that over my face when I'm doing, like, weight work because that's not as bad. The cardio, I'm going to have to take all the clothes off of my treadmill and find a place to hang them so I can actually use it now. <laughs> 
I thought you were going a different direction with that, and I didn't want to hear it. <laughs> if you're no, going to do that, at least do it in your front yard. <laughs> no, I, I, I intend to. Um, I got to get. I'm going to start getting my uh, back going, but I'm also starting a new job this week, so it's all craziness over here. And I just realized what I forgot to do. I forgot to start the stopwatch. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Just I'll tell you how far we're in. Uh, not that far no no worries um I, that way i just i get an idea where how long we're running because we do have a couple of episodes that ran like the tiger king episode that ran like two hours and change and i'm like damn <laughs> um <laughs> that was just me man that was me <laughs> no that's me me riding around on a forklift at work, hitting every single bump. <laughs> forklift stops. I'm still moving. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Um, yeah. So that's my my goal is a. I'm getting back to working on. I'm gonna be working on a regular basis, like regular work, physical labor. Um, believe it or not, of all the things I could end up with now, and it's not where I was trying to go. But at this point, I'm happy to be working again. I will be working as a tow truck operator. So move the fuck over when you see the lights on the side of the road, assholes. Just saying. <laughs> just be like Floridians and drive closer to it. Drive towards the light. I'll be honest with you. I'm a little nervy about this because um, the the last place I worked as an EMT, I also did, uh, they had the body removal contract for the county. And I was at a couple of those roadside hits. And I'll tell you, it ain't, it ain't pretty. It ain't nice. The only good thing about it is the individual involved most of the time had no idea. So it's not like there yeah. was a painful lingering thing. Well, you hope at least hope not because uh, anything like that, you always want it to be quick, painless, but anyways, put your fucking phone down, look where you're going and avoid the bright exactly. flashing fucking lights. Exactly. Just shift over a lane or slow down. If you can't shift over, slow way the hell down. I mean, I've done it in the past where, um, I was up in New York back when I was living up there and uh, I was passing a trooper on the side of the road. I couldn't pull over to the next lane. There was no lane at that point to pull over into. So I did a quick tap of my high beams, flashed them real quick. You know, not, not the fun way where I lift up my shirt or anything like that. Um, <laughs> that and cost then, me a Facebook friend, by the way. I'll tell, you <laughs> right I'll, I'll tell you that story in a minute. But then I slowed down, flashed my high beams, let him know that pretty much, hey, I'm here. He saw me. He moved off the road completely. And then it was actually somebody I knew, so he called me later in the night and actually thanked me for that because apparently, you know, that night six or seven more people passed him, you know, inches away from him going like 45, 50 miles an hour. And, you know, it, all it takes is that one person, he's not making it home to his family. True. I mean, 24 years as an EMT, I'll tell you. I did my share of highway calls and, and it's, it's just, it's crazy out there. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. People go flying on by and it's like, they're, they're just inches of, you feel the air trying to move you as they go by, especially larger vehicles. No, and I, I, I trust me. I know that feeling too. Like I worked for a uh, trucking company for yeah, probably seven, eight months when I was up in New York Yep, and unloading on the side of the road because you don't get the bright flashing lights it's a tractor trailer you get your standard hazards non-reflective gear company didn't provide it 
and you're crossing a road, people are flying past. Nobody wants to let you cross. You're trying to push a handcart. The handcart leads first, obviously. Yep. You know, there's been people within the company where cars have taken out the handcarts and the driver tried to sue the company. Yep. It's like, dude, you're on your phone. You're going 15 or 35. Slow the fuck down. Throw your phone in the passenger seat or your glove box if it's that tempting. Get a Bluetooth setup so you can make your fucking calls and move on with life. Dude, I, I have a phone mount for my – I have a mount in the car for my phone. I put the phone in there when I get in the car. I have Bluetooth to the car. I can use Siri good, to do pretty much anything I need to do when I'm driving. I don't even have to touch the phone. Um, you know, I can send texts, make phone calls, whatever. I never have to touch the phone. Play my music. You know, it's all right. Actually, most of the music is controlled by the steering wheel controls, but that's okay, too. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's uh, – now, back to the other statement is somebody made a comment about getting pulled over and uh, getting out of a speeding ticket, and I, I made the comment about, you know, flashing the boobs. And, uh, the you know, the next thing I know that, you know, the whole post disappears, and, yeah, it was um, – I'm like – oops, I dropped something. Oh. I dropped my fancy lighter. Oh, yeah, it still works. Dude, birthday present. Best thing ever. It's an arc lighter. Hold on. Let me aim it at the... Oh, yeah. No, I know. We have one. We don't use it. (laughs) It's charged, and it sits on a shelf. You know, I will say this. Um, Let's see. One second. I got messages coming in. Um, there we go. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> One of the groups I admin on, I was getting asked a question about. So, um, I, uh, oh shit, I'm gonna have to read that later. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's like, it's like, whatever. I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. I mean, Anybody that knows me, if if somebody that I don't know in real life sends me a Facebook friend request, if they haven't looked over what I've had to say in my posts, because 90% of them are public, so people can see them, I just don't give a damn. Um, If you haven't figured out by now that I will go there and I will say that, you're not allowed to get offended by it anymore, because you sent me the friend request. I don't send out friend requests most of the time. That's just not my way. Um... But what are you gonna do? <laughs> That's I why I limit who socially unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. I um I actually um oh shit. I I look at it this way. I, I joke about being an HR nightmare, but Realistically speaking, I have no filter. I'm jaded. I'm cynical. I've been there, done that, seen most of it. And it's like, I am who I am. You know, I don't make apologies for it, but I don't sugarcoat it either. You know, and, and people, people get their asses, their, their undies in such a fucking bunch over shit these days. It just blows my mind. And what happened to like, you know, World War Two, you know, 17 and 18 year olds storming the beach at Normandy. Now they need a fucking safe space because somebody said something to them. I mean, I get, don't get me wrong. Bullying is wrong. And I get that. 
but you can't even crack a joke without somebody getting offended and getting butthurt over it. No, no, and that gets ridiculous. It's like, and that's why I've always gravitated towards construction, truck driving, (laughs) overnight shifts, I was battery installation. 24 years, dude. 24 years of being, let me tell you, there is very few careers out there. I mean, because I, I talk to a lot of different people, I interact with a lot of different people over the years, and I'll tell you, I don't think that other than possibly law enforcement, even firefighters aren't as bad as, as paramedics and EMTs are. And it, it's it's funny how people, because you do, you really, you know, yes, law enforcement, they carry a firearm, they can shoot somebody, but they aren't necessarily dealing with trying to keep somebody alive on a daily basis. And after a while, that's what wears on you. And it, it does, it wears you down. And it, you get this jaded cynicality about life. Um, I've always said, I've seen the best of people and the worst of people, and sometimes in the same five minutes, you know, and that, that's how it goes. Um, I go to parties, I guarantee you, if I'm at a party, I will find the one other person there that works in the health, like the emergency side of healthcare, whether it's as a first responder or as an ER nurse or something like that. And we will ruin the entire conversation <laughs> and have a blast doing it. <laughs> you see, it's the best way, though. You got to have a sense of humor about shit because that's how you get on in life. Like working overnights and stuff, the jokes I make about it, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh. I will get you banned from Spotify for even saying it's explicit content. <laughs> as long as it's, it's that not, bad. Uh, prejudicial or racist or misogynist or any of those other ists that are bad you know <laughs> yeah um which all the good jokes have been in the past but now you can't say any of them anymore do, i literally okay i'm showing my age here just throwing it out there i'm 48 this year and i when i was in high school i worked at a burger king in a mall that had a Walden Books and a Borders Bookstore. Now, most of anybody that's under 40 probably won't remember those. I know you have no idea what I'm talking about. It, it was like the old oh, school bullshit. Barnes and Noble. <laughs> I love Barnes and Noble. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> um, but I have, I still have, if I go over to my parents' house, it's in, in storage somewhere over there. I have the full collection, every single one they put out of truly tasteless jokes. And let me tell you, I have half of them memorized. <laughs> and you should bring that out for the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to gain followers, not lose them. <laughs> I thought it was about having a good fucking time. Oh, it is. It definitely is. Um, but I also try to make money, <laughs> which we don't. <laughs> and gain more and more non-sponsors. <laughs> exactly. Like Deathwish Coffee, Huel, mm-hmm. Walt would make a good non-sponsor. You know, their headphones are pretty good. Um, uh, I tell you. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's, it really is about it. I mean, this, this was started on the idea of having some fun. And I, I think it, it's – I've been looking at it over the last two weeks because obviously last weekend things kind of flagged for a minute. Uh, just – some stuff going on that has to be dealt with. I will tell you, family comes first. And last weekend was Bill had to deal with some family shit. No big deal. You know, um, it was it was just one of those, it was the way the week went. But 
you know, they're, they're off this weekend and vacationing and I hope they're having a freaking blast and they're just relaxing for a while after dealing with all that. But, uh, which I'm not going into, that's his business. So, um, but you know, family does come first. So, I mean, I, I get that, but at the same time, this, we got to figure out where, how to come back around. So we're having a lot of fun again. Cause that's, that's, I think what we're missing. Yeah. And that's always going to be important. His family's always going to be important. You know, I'm going to go there. Fuck it. Um, it's not hard to record a podcast. I'm sitting outside using an iPad. Yep. Hey, it takes an hour, hour and a half out of your day. Make some jokes, have a good laugh. Not that hard. I, I think the thing is, because we, we always talk about what's going on in the world, and lately it's just so much bullshit going on. It makes it hard to keep it light and fun. Um, between and, and that's the, what I've noticed with a lot of podcasts. Is 2020 has ruined everything, including a lot of major podcasts. Yeah. Making them super political, making it almost impossible to listen to, because you listen to it, next thing you learn, like you get beyond depressed from listening to an hour's worth of talking. You know, and that's the sad part. And it's like either that or they've gone so hard into the sponsors that there's no actual podcast. It's one big infomercial. Yeah, I could name off a couple of those where it's like every five to ten minutes it's the next ad. And it's like, you yeah, know, I'd, shameless plug here for non-sponsors is nothing. I'd rather have that versus the 20 minutes of ads. Well, even if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, I mean, it's a one-minute plug in the beginning for Anchor.fm, which is where we host it. Uh, the audio version of it and yeah you know and, and even that i said you know if a one minute commercial commercial whatever you want to call it for an hour plus podcast i don't think is unreasonable and that's why i throw it at the beginning get it out of the way if you know start it up go like get your coffee together whatever and then start listening you should be good to go um you know it, it's i i figured that was the best way to do it because i i being somebody that listens to podcasts uh there's one They've been around for three years now, give or take. And they're pretty, they do pretty well. I mean, I'm not, not knocking it, but you know, I liked it early the first year and a half to two years where it was all about the podcast with the occasional, like usually there was an ad early on an ad in the middle and an ad towards the end. And that was it. No, it wasn't bad because it broke up, you know, it broke up things. You know, there was the, they would shoot the shit for a minute have an ad, the one person would go with their story, have an ad, second person would go with their story, have an ad, do some closing bullshitting. And it really, it wasn't bad. It worked well like that. I, I, I mean, it was a good flow. They had a good flow to it. But now it's like every five minutes, they're, they're talking about their other sponsor, this sponsor, that sponsor. It's like, I'm here for the stories, not who you're sponsored by, you know? I get the sponsors are how you make money. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, it's not like, Brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> Watch YouTube for five minutes. You'll see like seven or eight different ads for it. <laughs> yeah, and that's what podcasts have started turning into is like YouTube videos where you've got this mass bombardment of bullshit ads that don't pertain to daily life. Yes. And now I have a few that I, a few channels on YouTube I follow that don't get monetized because they're gun channels. I'm going to throw it right out there. They're gun channels. And the majority of their videos end up not getting monetized because they're gun channels. Some of them use sponsors. And so you get like a, 
a two or three minute blurb somewhere in the video where they talk about the sponsor, which honestly, if you want to be an ass about it, or you, you, you really don't want to watch it. You can fast forward a little bit. It's easy to do. Um, and like most of the, ad, well, on, lately I've noticed there's fewer of them. They're becoming more the other way now where you can't skip the ads, but most ads after like five, 10 seconds, you can skip it anyway. Um, Unless it's a political ad, then you're screwed. <laughs> I can't and wait till November, dude. Oh my god, yeah, November me 4th neither is because amazing. Like pretty much, even scrolling through Snapchat stories and stuff, you're getting bombarded with these fucking political ads, and it's from one party only. Mm-hmm. They bought like pretty much all the ad space, and it's just nonstop. It's I stopped using Snapchat. I haven't touched Snapchat since my job dis- my my last job disappeared because I used it for work and that was it. Um, honestly, I don't even miss it. I I mean I'll, I I'll scroll through TikTok now and then when I'm bored. I'll find some funny shit on there. <laughs> but you don't spend three and a half hours at full volume. <laughs> no, um, like honestly, I I limit my time on Facebook. Um, most days, like on my phone, I only allow myself an hour a day on Facebook. Um, and I'm much, much less stressed since I started doing that at night. Sometimes I'll pop in again because I'm an admin for a couple of groups and I have to work on the groups. Um, so that I don't, I don't count as stressful as much cause I'm not going in there just to scroll through and see what bullshit people are saying. I'm actually going in to deal with shit. So yeah. And that's, like, that's why you know, you and I have talked about it before. That's why I set up screen time on my phone. Yeah, technology has made life awful with constant, you know, it's got to be social media, this and that. But having screen time, I've limited down to an hour 45 between all social medias down to an hour 15. And I've noticed I'm in a better fucking mood for it. Exactly. And here's, I only limited my Facebook because Facebook's the one that stresses me out. Like, um instagram i love instagram um I, I need to figure out the algorithms because i've got one or two friends that are like constantly posting so it's like all i see half the time is just like the same two people you know <laughs> but um you're not one of them by the way so it's not i'm not blaming you on this one <laughs> but i don't post in general anymore so <laughs> um but hold on let, let me see when was my last post <laughs> The, uh, uh, my stories don't count. <laughs> see, I don't um, I've got into the stories so much. 2018. Let me see. I'm <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. Now that you blew that out. Let's see. My last it's, post. Last, last post. Makes a lot of sense, right? Yep. <laughs> my last post was... When the hell was it? Oh, August 11th. And uh, if my... There we go. I know nobody can really see it. I got a, I listened to uh, 95X, local radio station, and the morning show is called The Morning Mass. And I'm pretty active with them lately. This week, not so much because I've been sleeping in because I haven't gone into the shop till like 9, 10 o'clock most mornings. Um, but generally, especially when I was working early, I'd constantly listen to them. And honestly, with this new job, I'm going to be back into listening to them again. So um, I was pretty active with them, and they sent me one of their custom face masks, which is pretty cool, so I was repping that. Um, I actually had somebody, I was in the store, and somebody's like, wait, how'd you get that? I said, because I'm a morning messer, and they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, you ever heard the Cool Daddy? And they're like, yeah. I said, that's me. 
<laughs> so, because Marty, who saw my cool dad stuff, he um, he decided to just call me the cool daddy yo and he ran with it. So I'm like, ah, fuck it, it works. <laughs> oh, shit. But, you know, like the um, TikTok, I will say, though, the first time I ever opened TikTok, it was just before 8 o'clock at night. I'm literally sitting here at my desk. Open it up. I was like, okay, let's see what this shit's all about. I start scrolling. Next thing I know, it's 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, where the fuck did three hours go? <laughs> now it's yeah. like 15, 20 minutes here and there. That's it. <laughs> yeah, TikTok's like um, someone with an ADD's dream. Yes. Because it's just like click, click, click all. And it's all the same song on repeat most of the time. Yeah. I actually, Which, it's funny because I found... I've figured out their algorithms and the, if the more you like of a certain type of video, the more of that type of video you're going to see. So I get a lot of dog related videos and then I'll get the occasional funny videos. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that at all. Nope. It works for me. Uh-huh. But you know, it's uh, it keeps it interesting. I mean, like I said, for me, it's more of a distraction from regular life than anything else these days. Um, you know, it's like, I, I'm actually working on an article for LinkedIn, which I've actually gotten more into LinkedIn lately since I've been job hunting more. Um, I'm writing an article for LinkedIn about how social media advertising is probably the worst thing you can do as a small business. Um, Minimizing or eliminating your social media presence altogether as a small business is the best thing you can do, in my opinion. You know, taking it off of Google, taking it off of social media, because, well, yes, people are going to look there, but... It also is a place with today's cancel culture where you can get just hassled by somebody being an asshole and getting all their friends to be assholes. And that could really damage a business's reputation. Um, you also have, you have that, but then there's the, also the other side of that where if you have a good following <clears throat> and a lot of supporters, you know, yeah, you're going to have the cancel culture where let's say you send your cat in for a nail trim. It doesn't go perfectly cat cracks a nail which happens with animals it happens with people too yep it's something that happens but if you you know bring it up to one of your friends and they bring it up to the rest of the people who support your business they're going to rally behind you and give you all that support possible which is true and that that's the that it's one of those fine lines you have to be very careful on and i've been doing a lot of digging on it lately for reasons that won't get discussed here but <laughs> um, other than the fact is what i used to do for a living <laughs> now i'm going to be a tow truck driver i'm going to be a hooker man <laughs> you're going to be a hooker and you're going to deal with blown trannies yes i am <laughs> oh god <laughs> oh lordy Remind me of that when we're done with this recording, because I'll tell you some funny shit. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> but the, um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something and, ah, fuck it. It just went out the door, so it's all good. Um, dude, I will say this, though. The missus got, or redid her, re-upped her Netflix because she wanted to watch Orange is the New Black and a couple other shows. So she gives me her login. I had forgotten how much fucking anime there is on Netflix. And I, I will admit, I'm a bit of an anime geek, just a little bit. 
old school ghost in the shell akira you know uh, i've been getting more into like some of the more current ones like bleach and inuyasha but um altered carbon actually has an anime movie out there too which looks interesting and is now on my list <laughs> you should watch um i don't know if it's still on netflix but the uh full metal alchemist is pretty good oh yes fma i actually people are either gonna love me or hate me for this but i've watched the live action fma movie if you dis if you don't compare it to the anime it's actually really not a bad movie in and of itself however that being said <laughs> if you know, as a direct translation of the anime to a movie uh no that's right up there with attack on titan and a couple others that they they tried to do which they tried to do bleach it was like i said if you take it the movie in and of itself over here while the anime is over here and you just keep the two separate they're not bad but yeah. you know you gotta you know there's only so much you can do with special effects before it's just back to being anime again which, you know, I could recommend a site for you that has a ton of anime options, but... Dude, mm. I, 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 I try to stay away from Pornhub because you never know what you're going to get there. <laughs> they have some good gun channels on there, too. They actually do. That's the funny part. Uh, but that's what incognito browsing is for. <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. You can go through even your incognito browsing through your Wi-Fi router. Yep. Um, the... Uh, I said, one of these days, I'm just going to stay to hell with it and just get a VPN set up. <laughs> because why not? But, um, oh, my God. Yeah, it was just like, then I ran across some movies I haven't seen in forever, too. Um, you ever watch Kung Fu Hustle? Yeah. yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> yes. I really <laughs> love that movie. It is like the perfect mix of old school, like, 70s 60s and 70s they call the the kung fu chop chop movies um and like looney tunes because it just it's the perfect mix of the two um but that one believe it or not and one that i will put in the same realm as kung fu hustle is scott pilgrim versus the world because it's still haven't seen that one it's on netflix i would recommend it because it's very similar it's almost like somebody took an American movie and made it like they would a the Kung Fu Hustle. Um, it, it's definitely a fun watch, and it doesn't require a whole lot of brain power to follow along. Yeah, but that takes the fun out of it. Sometimes movies need thought. Like, I've been going through, I know Netflix added a bunch, and Hulu added a bunch, too, of all the old Monty Python, including the entire oh Flying Circus. Yes. <laughs> you know, I dead parrot sketch. Direction. <laughs> I, Ministry I actually, of Silly Walks. <laughs> I, I had a friend of mine um, who's in the Rochester area was going by on the throughway. She works as an EMT still. And she, um, she texted me. She's like, hey, I'm going by Syracuse right now. I'm waving. And I sent her back the uh, a gif of I fart in your general direction because I know she's also a Monty Python fan. She sent me back. She says, I just laughed so hard my partner doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, I like grew up on that. And it's like one of the other, the newer ones I started watching that's on Hulu that I recommended to you that you thought was way out there, the Mighty Boosh. It's fucking hilarious. I, honestly, I, I 
I need a weekend where I'm not doing anything and I'm going to sit down, just get fucking ripped as, out of my skull and watch it. That, that's my goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like it gets better after the first season. Oh, okay. Like the first season was pretty good. It's funny. But the second season is like when shit gets like fucking hilarious. The, um, the, you know, like I said, I, I got through the first couple episodes and I was just like, uh, but also too, I will say this part of it could have been sometimes there's certain shows that I've got to be in the right mood, right mood to watch that type of comedy or that type of show, uh, which I know sounds weird, but when I'm stressed out, there's certain things I just can't deal with it. If I'm not stressed out, I love to watch. Um, like even the last airbender movie i enjoyed the movie simply as a movie even though it's it's just it's a travesty as far as the anime is concerned but like i started watching that the other night before i knew about this new job and like i got like 10 minutes into it i was like i can't deal with this tonight i can't just can't deal with this i'm not in the right mind space to deal with this and you know it's a movie i watched a number of times and actually enjoy it as a movie Uh-oh. So, sending, what are you sending me now? I send you a link to a clip from the luxury comedy which is from Noel Fielding who is in Mighty Boosh. He gotcha. branched off and did his own shit. Dude, <laughs> that clip is fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and it just reminds me so much of Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> just just so it's known that the title of that clip for the luxury comedy is uh the tiger with chlamydia yes <laughs> <laughs> so oh. bad you know and the funny thing is speaking of tiger king um i, I it, netflix i like the way they do a lot of their like the, the way they did the Marvel stuff, the Daredevil, the Punisher, those were fucking amazing. I mean, they, they went right back to the old school comic book style of those. Then I look at something like Tiger King, where we had the owner of the Wild Animal Park on that show, and he says, I know these people. He says, they're nothing like they portray them. He says, they're, they're making them look as redneck and hick as possible to, for ratings. And I was like, well then. So, I mean... I'm looking at going like Netflix. What the fuck were you thinking? Let's keep it real. You know, don't try and I mean, make it for ratings. The most Netflix what the fuck thing is what happened recently, actually, um, with that movie they dropped that was over sexualizing. Oh my minors. gosh. Well, like, I don't. I didn't want to make this political at all. Didn't want to bring anything up like that. But that's you know they're doing shit like that, and I've noticed um, Netflix is like political without being political they like to alter it like mainstream most mainstream media outlets do and that's kind of why i'm over it like yeah i kind of side more with disney like disney plus at this point because guess what i get to rewatch all the shit from when i was a kid the um now back in the day uh when what was it um i can't remember what network it is it was on but toddlers and tiaras came out about all the little kids in the uh the the pad the beauty pageants and we're sitting there now my wife's done a number of beauty pageants when she was younger she was still doing them for a while when we got together so i i've seen i know the backside of those pads. i know what it's like i see what goes on i know the routine you know and i look at those and like we, we actually watched a couple episodes out of curiosity and the term we came up with was prostitutes is what it looked like 
Yeah. Baby prostitutes is what they look like. And I'm not trying to be mean to anybody, you know, like honey, boo, boo, leave me alone. But still, um, that's what it really came across as. And it's like, you know, these kids are too young to be that sexualized in my opinion. Um, And, and even with that Netflix one they released, I haven't watched it. I did a little bit of reading on it. Not much. They're minors. They're like just hitting their teenage years. It it still shouldn't be going like that. It's, honestly disturbing that even a major media company like netflix would release that or even consider making that something to possibly ever view and it's it's almost like they want to normalize pedophilia in a way which i don't agree with for obvious reasons and Um, honestly i almost want to jump segments just because i want to stay off politics but I don't want to push another podcast too hard, but for kind of like conspiracy theory type stuff and stuff involving that topic, um, there is a really, really good podcast out for that. Go for it. And that would be um, Deviant Gentleman, who the two guys who run that one are Tommy Vext and Shane Vitko. Uh, Tommy Vext being the singer for Bad Wolves, you know, they're most known for their newest or a newer cover of zombies from the cranberries. Yep. Um, but they cover all those topics, like talking about uh, sex trafficking with minors, all that other kind of stuff. And they've got their ways of finding out information. And it's honestly a good listen. If you're like it curious is, I about agree. it. I, I agree. I've actually, you got me, you told me about it. I started listening to them and I got to admit they do put on a good, they put on a good podcast. I like listening to it. It's, informational it's interesting it's it's relevant you know it sometimes i want to listen to something just like relaxing and you know relax and just have fun other times i I want to listen to something to be more informed about things and that's definitely on the more informed side but it keeps it interesting and not dry and boring at the same time it it keeps some topics kind of lighter like they do have certain guests on there that you know they'll plug their products and whatnot and then like they had someone who's like really into skincare on one of their shows and very informative about the industry and all that other kind of stuff. And then they had a porn star on the next episode. Who makes her own soap? Yes. <laughs> I listened to that episode. I actually, of course you did. Of course I did. I, you know, here's the, the funny part. She was also big in the vape world for a while because I, I went and looked, I actually, I was like, wait a second. That name sounds familiar. So I went and checked. I've been following her on Instagram for like five, five and a half years now. And because yeah. I started because she was doing a lot of vape related stuff. We're not going to say where the vape was coming out of, but. Oh, no, it was. It was actually legit vape related. That's and it, what's interesting <laughs> is that I, I realized over the last few years that a lot of the um, the vape people I follow back in the day turned out were nothing but porn stars trying to get more attention. I was like, I was trying to go more Clinton joke on that one. Well, <laughs> wait a second. Those, those mech mods, though. Dude, e-cigar. Uh, I don't, I, I wouldn't touch that end. I don't know where that's been. Monica knows. <laughs> Chocolate heel feel, uh, flavor. <laughs> Creamy aftertaste. Yeah, it's, it's not chalky, though. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god, I remember when I was doing straight protein powders for a while. 
I found this really good one. It was this Lucky Charm one with protein marshmallows in it. Ooh. But it, oh my god, the chalkiness of it, it was like almost impossible to drink. So, <laughs> speaking of chalkiness, oh my god. Um, I've ordered, I order my vape juice from a number of different people over the years. And I've got a few that I like to cycle through on a regular basis. Uh, one, of, one, though, I ordered from a couple of times. And the first couple of times I ordered, it was good. The last time I ordered, though, I ordered a Sweet Tarts flavor. Dude, I gave it to a friend of mine just on the off chance that it was just my palate. Because I understand that everybody's palate's a little bit different when it comes to uh, flavors like that. Whether it's food, alcohol, vape juice, well, everybody's palate's a little bit different. But he still has, it was a 120 mil bottle and it's probably easily still got 110 mils in it. <laughs> because it literally tastes like straight up chalkboard dust. And I went to Catholic school in the 70s, so I know what chalkboard dust is like. You know, I'll oh, you, the you miss banging out the. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I would say I miss that, but you know, I'd turn around and look like a ghost half the time. <laughs> well, it's only if you have the white chalk. If you have the yellow chalk, well, that's a whole different world. <laughs> you look like the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I kept it. I kept it clean. I admit. <laughs> well, you saw how I paused there for a second. I thought you were going to different. <laughs> <laughs> I I try to keep a little bit of a filter on for here for certain things. You know, I, I, I don't mind being rude, crude, and socially unacceptable. I try not to be super racially offensive, though. <laughs> and believe me, I can be. I just choose not to be. Um, but it, And here's the thing, is that racially offensive is one of those very tricky things because there's off-color jokes and then there's true racial disregard where you just disregard a group of people because of their race and, and i think they're two very different things but in today's world it's all been grouped together so damned if you do damned if you don't and fuck everybody and you forgot the middle ground on that one which is the uh it's the schrodinger's joke they say it and you don't know there it's a joke until everybody else starts laughing or not. <laughs> yes. It's a, there's always going to be that middle ground of you don't know if that motherfucker's joking or not. Do I laugh or do I get offended? I'm not sure. I mean, honestly, I won't be happy until they change the name of Cracker Barrel to Caucasian Barrel, but that's me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. And rules, standard rules of the road. If there is an obstruction in your lane and there is traffic coming the other way on a, just a one lane each way road, you wait till the oncoming traffic is clear, then you go around the obstruction. That's standard rules of the road. I had a taxi driver going up the street here on the other side of the street, there's parking allowed. There was a car parked. He tried to come around, almost hit me head on. And we're stopped there and he's calling me a, a cracker ass honky. And I'm like, dude, your basic rules of the road and then a gentleman in the house next to the, where we were comes out and he was he he made this guy look pale and he says he's like you stupid motherfucker it's not about race he has anything to you about race why do you have to make it about race you're making the rest of us look bad and i was like oh damn <laughs> and the guy in the house has a bit of a reputation with the local police department for uh pharmaceutical sales 
So somebody, and I was like, to hear somebody like that come out with that, it just, it was interesting to me as somebody that observes the news and what goes on to see somebody like that come out and say, it's not about race. He didn't make it about he and me. Didn't make it about race. You made it about race when it was never that way. And you know, it, and that's that's where I say it's like just because I, my skin is not overloaded with melanin doesn't mean I'm a fucking racist. I mean, and that's actually something I encountered recently. Um, I'm not going to name where I work. I'm not going to say where I work whatsoever. Um, just know it's a corporate home improvement type store and I'm the only light skinned individual on the overnight team. And I work with, I've got three other guys that I work with who are full timers overnight. The rest of the crew is part timers. And one of the part timers ended up getting fired because he mouthed off and was going on about how he didn't want a white person working on his team because only white people are racist and he's throwing around the N-word and he's being, you know, crass about it. Me, I blew it off. doesn't bother me. I work in my own department. You work in your own department. I don't have to see you. I do my job. I go home. Supervisor caught wind of that, blew up, and to put it like this, um, the store around midnight gets locked down all the alarms are set we're still inside working he actually had to set off the alarm to let this kid out as he fired him and then the manager had to come yep. because when you set that alarm off it calls the police for you exactly but it's um it, w- it was interesting to be on that side of it you know i don't see myself as a racist i've made jokes but you know people i can joke with yeah um which is you know I, I keep those jokes just within that group of people it's not a big deal it's they make their jokes towards me but it was it was interesting it was honestly interesting to see someone act like that but then it was also interesting to see the rally of support behind it where my supervisor was so beyond angry at him yep. the other guys i work with that are full-timers were so beyond angry about it that you know, they went ahead and they're like, okay, let's help you finish your department. Let's make tonight easy. You'll go home in a good mood. You're not going to be pissed off at anybody. I'm like, dude, I'm not pissed anyways. But it was just, caught me off guard. Yeah. Um, because everyone, for the most part, down in Florida, doesn't matter what race they are at all, everyone down here is pretty much racist against each other. And Sorry, against I everybody else. So I had to check the dog's mouth real quick. She, she, I thought she was chewing on something, but she wasn't. <laughs> um, well, and here's a really interesting thing. As we go back, um, early 90s, I, when I started going to college, I, I never finished, I admit that, but when I started going to college, I was going to school down in New York City. And there was a, I was out with some friends. Now, our group was, the group of us that went out was rather diverse. And... I, you know, we encountered some, you know, basically white supremacists, for lack of a better way of putting it. And they, you know, I, I made some comment. I was, you know, I was like 18, 19, and I was a dumbass, but I was like, so what the fuck are you going to say to me? He goes, well, you look pretty white. Why? What's your heritage? I said, I'm Italian and Irish. And I, you're no better than those fucking, and he drops the N word. And I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. 
<laughs> you know, so I mean, I've encountered it, and I obviously, I mean, look, I'm not over melanated or extra melanated or whatever the fuck the word is for that. I don't have a lot of melanin in my skin, so how is somebody going to be racist against me? Just like that, and, and it, it's it comes in all forms, and a lot of people don't realize it, and like people like to forget about the fact that up until the early 1900s there was a lot of systemic racism against Italians in general. There were places where they would lynch Italians faster than they would lynch black people. They, you know, Irish, how many white Irish came over as slaves to New York City to work in the garment factories? You know, and oh, they were indentured servants. It's slavery because you know what? You're stuck there for the rest of your life. You don't make any money because everything that you make goes to paying your room and board and the cost of the ticket to bring you over plus interest. So no, that's slavery. You know, when you don't have a choice, that's slavery. And, yeah. you know, I know I had, I found one of my ancestors came over that way from the, on my Irish side. And it's like, it is what it is. The whole world's fucked up. We just got to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Ooh, bless me again. Damn. I, I do apologize about the fireworks being set off in the background. Um, this is Florida. This is what happens all the time. <laughs> I thought this you were so it's for, all good. <laughs> not Bill. Um, it's okay. Up until recently, we were having that around here, too. It's like every night, like fireworks. Well, who the fuck's the why? It's not 4th of July anymore. Why the fuck are you setting off fireworks, you know? There's some big shit, too, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. No, people down here, they set off, like, anywhere from three to five-inch mortars just for fun. Yeah. yeah. Saturday. Let's set these off. Oh, we get that around here once. And last couple of years haven't been too bad as far as the big stuff. This year, there was a lot of the big – and you can tell when it's a big one because you feel that thump when it takes off, you know? Yeah. And then, Are we talking about wow. fireworks or something else? Oh, uh, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear about your cracked toilet bowl. Hey, you know, it is what it is. That's more of a shunk as it sucks that shit down, literally. <laughs> That's why I love mine. Like, you could literally flush a football. And I, I'm partly into thank the uh, uh, old owners. They still technically own that property that we rent. It's actually my old boss. Um, they're about, collectively, you put them together, about a 1,000 pounds. So, yeah, they upgraded their toilet so it could handle that, and I love it. <laughs> oh, God. I, you know, challenge accepted. I'll stop that and see what I can do. I'll hit Taco Bell I mean, on the I, way. <laughs> I, I, could, I could successfully flush this tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I've learned my lesson, though. There's certain places like I will not go to. Any, like Burger King, can't go to Burger King. Last time I went to Burger King, good God. The, uh, the the results from that were just not pleasant. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's it's talk to it's toxic hell. I mean, sorry, Taco Bell. Um, Taco Bell. Well, then again, when I go to Taco Bell, I usually get like the the, re, the mostly healthy stuff, like the power menu stuff. They still have a couple of those items there. Once in a while, I get a crunch wrap. That's not too bad because I get it with steak, not the ground beef, because the ground beef will kill you. <laughs> literally <laughs> i i mean it's it's like i have to eat it and be with home like in home like back in my house comfortably near the bathroom within 15 minutes 
<laughs> it's great for a system flush. Like I can flush my system and just be feeling great afterwards. But it's it's that fifteen minutes and then the following thirty minutes of absolute pure hell. Well, it's funny though talking about Taco Bell because uh, we got talking about Olive Garden recently, and my running joke is that Olive Garden is the Taco Bell of Italian food. I mean, don't get me yeah. wrong. I like this in Olive Garden now and then, but I mean, my, my grandparents were off the boat Italians. So, I mean, I grew up with real Italian cooking. So I go to Olive Garden. It's like, just because I want to go there. Not because I'm craving Italian food. If I'm craving Italian, there's a few other places I would go. Haven't been to Luigi's in a while, but that neighborhood's a little rough these days, but. Um, no, if you're craving Italian, the right way to do it is you go to your kitchen. Exactly. Cooking That's the, the only man. authentic way to have Italian food is make it. Okay, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a shameless plug right now. I actually have been doing weekly cooking videos. If you go to YouTube and Google Cooking with the Cool Dad, there's a whole bunch of them up there. Lately, I've been working through an arc of videos on the food you love to hate yourself for loving at the State Fair uh, because the New York State Fair was canceled this year, of course. And, uh, dude, I have made some deep fried shit that, uh, damn. I, I'm just glad, like, I go, visit, I go visit friends and family afterwards and just drop off food just because I said I can't have it in the house. I, I do not want to shit that badly. <laughs> just because I know how my body reacts to it. Uh, I try, I've been trying to be more healthy with my food choices. So now when I get, like, I, ate a, uh, I made a pizza, I made a couple of deep fried things that I, I've eaten recently. And it's like, I eat one and I'm like, I'm okay. But if I eat two, done. <laughs> So I'm going to go ahead and recommend possibly the next one for deep fried. Um, either go the route of, if you want to keep it small bite size, you do tortellini deep fried. Ooh. Upgrade, you can do like ravioli deep fried. Yep, those are good. Go ahead and just deep fry all the carbs. Raviolis, pierogies, <laughs> you can do deep fried dumplings. That's my cheat day. <laughs> and you can do it as like a tempura batter, keep it lighter. Yep. Or go all in, just do beer batter. Yeah. Well, I'm probably going to be doing a beer batter one in the next week or two because i got to do the, the, the original deep fried taco, which is more like a burrito than a taco, really. But there, there's two deep fried tacos at the fair. The one that I did this past week, and there's another one I'm going to be doing where it's actually more like a burrito that they beer batter and deep fry. Um, so, so chimichanga with extra steps. Yes and no, because it, it's kind of, I mean, the fillings, it's like taco meat, um, sour cream, salsa, cheese, lettuce, tomato, and then they, they beer batter and deep fry it, but you do it right, it all comes out still, the, the lettuce is still crispy, it's not like all nasty, but the cheese gets melted, so it, I, I've been working on digging around my research on that, because I want to do it right. <laughs> Or you can do it wrong a hundred times and enjoy a nice meal. Several meals. If I do it a hundred times. I mean, the, the best way to do that, keep the cheese room temperature before you do it. It's going to be pre-softened. So what you do is you yeah. uh, grate it beforehand. Use grated or use a block, grate it. Because, you know, pre-packaged stuff is going to have that starch on it so it doesn't clump in the bag. Yeah. Um, so you do that. Take a round cookie cutter, take a burrito shell, and cut smaller tortilla sizes. Um, that way you can make it you know, an easier meal, make yourself feel like you've had more of it too. Um, 
and just keep it simple like that. It's, it's going to have to be a thin, light batter. It's not going to be something that's going to sit in there for too long. No, no. It's a, basically it's a, a thin, light beer batter that they use for it. Um, and I'm still trying to figure out what the, the dry ingredient is for the batter because they're like, oh, we just used a, a batter mix. And I'm like, what the fuck is a batter mix? As I'm Googling batter. And that's the funny thing is a lot of people don't realize there, there's – you know, I've had a few people, oh, man, that looks easy. You, would, you, just, you just whip that up? I'm like, no. That actually was about four or five hours of research on the interwebs to figure out exactly how it's done so I could do it. Uh, just like my culinary counterfeits, which I, I'm going to be doing more of once I'm done with fair foods. I already did the P.F. Chang's uh, Mongolian beef. That came out really well. Um, I got a few other ones I'm going to give a whirl to. Um, ultimately, uh, not going to lie, I have a few uh, top chefs who I want to poach a f- poach some recipes from and do them in the, the home setup. Uh, so Gordon Ramsay, beware! <laughs> Sorry, I was just looking for a, a recipe for you. <laughs> oh, it's on the nightstand. The cartridge is in the shell on the nightstand. She's looking for a cartridge. <laughs> you, you know what kind of cartridge. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Gotta have fun. Oh. The, um, yeah, but I, I feel like that recipe will probably do pretty well. Yeah, I think it, I gotta, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up once we're done here. But um, As long as you have 80 proof vodka. I can get that. Um, of course you can. Liquor store right up the street. Um, I actually, um, I'll be honest. With you, I, I'm thinking if New York doesn't change their ways and then, you know, soon, um, I might take a week and go out to like Nevada for a week. Because if I'm going to go somewhere for a week, I want to go somewhere where it's hot, not where the, the air hurts my face. And like right in Airbnb, just do a stack of videos of infused cooking. I mean, I'm going to go drop like $500 at a dispensary, just get a whole shitload of bud, just do a whole bunch of infused recipes and have fun with it. I'm going to have to until you, it works until you see the markup and the tax on it. And you see $500 is like this much. <laughs> um, not so much in Nevada. You'd be surprised. It's not New York state. <laughs> Hey, I don't care as long as you give me a month's notice so I can request some time off work and I'll go do it with you. Awesome. <laughs> I just can't eat any of it. Thank you for drug testing. <laughs> um, I figure what I'm going to do is I'm going to have to do like all my videos first and then go through afterwards and eat. So I eat myself into a coma. Cause if I, I, I watched um, bong appetit. Uh, it was on vice for a while where it's all infused cooking. They did it in California. And it really, I, I mean, I know about edibles. I, I've toyed around with it here and there, but to, um, to actually make, I never really considered making a full meal meal that was infused like that. And that after watching that, and of course, I'm watching, oh man, that'd be awesome to be at. Then I look at it, it's like, the amount they're consuming, I'd be done after the first course. I'd be saying after the first course, like, yeah, drool coming out of my mouth. <laughs> my tolerance level right now. Dude. <laughs> so 
you would make me feel like I actually have tolerance then. Okay, good. <laughs> well, yeah, un until you see me drink. <clears throat> Fair point. I, I don't do a lot of drinking. Um, actually, it's, it's been probably a month or two months since I've actually had any alcohol in my system. Damn. Well, it's, when you're working overnight shifts, when do you fucking drink? In the morning. Do you drink at 6 o'clock in the morning when you get home? Yes, you do. But that's not socially acceptable. Uh, well, when I um, – okay, so over the years when I was working as an EMT, after the first time I went in for a family court appearance for custody and visitation, judge looks at me because I showed up full uniform. I had just gotten off shift, so I have full uniform. The judge says, oh, you're an EMT? I was like, yes, Your Honor. He goes, oh, I don't know what you need visitation for. It's not like you have time to spend with your kid anyway. I was like, oh, oh that dude. <laughs> Pissed me off, but I learned. And after that, whenever every couple of years, when that would come around, I would just hop off the rig, get myself a normal job. Um, and one of them, I worked like late '90s. I worked as a cardiac tech at the local VA hospital, and I worked overnights. I would get out at 7:30 in the morning. By the time I walked to the garage, got in my car, got back to my apartment, well, almost to my apartment because there was a gas station convenience store right around the corner. It was like five minutes to eight. So I would walk in, pick up a couple of double deuces, then wander around the store for five minutes till it was eight o'clock or at least eight o'clock and then go cash out. And I'll tell you, I got, I would get looks. And one morning, some lady's like, oh, kind of early for that, isn't it? I said, no, actually, I just got out of work. So it's kind of late for me. <laughs> it was like, I just, but then again, I'm that guy that just doesn't give a fuck too. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. But it's like, for me, it's like, do, do I want to start that habit of drinking at 6, 6.30 in the morning? But then it's like, is it socially unacceptable to also have a, a beer or two, 7 o'clock at night before I go to work? <laughs> Depends on your work. <laughs> it'll make driving forklifts a lot more fun. I Well, here's the thing. What, the last place I worked as an EMT before I got out of the business, um, I, I went through a stretch where I was working 72 on, 12 off. Um, so basically 144 hours a week. Uh, but yeah. those 12 hours off, you know, I'm well past statute of limitations. So fuck it. Um, those, those 12 hours off, I would come home, roll a fatty, blaze it, eat a good dinner, crash out, get some great sleep and be refreshed to go back to work in 12 hours. I had partners who would drink that 12 hours away and would come in still semi drunk or hung over. And it's like, dude, I just don't feel like putting, a, you know, starting an IV on you, giving you a bag of saline and some oxygen so you can be, you know, so you can function. That's just obnoxious. <laughs> just go home and smoke one, you'll be good. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've, I've kind of contemplated, you know, just having my Friday and Saturday nights off, like drinking then, but it's just like, I don't sleep at night. My bodies are like, so I was out of work for like four months before I got this job. Yep. And like my body's already used to being up all night, no issues whatsoever. I can sleep through most of the day unless, you know, certain people come home with their fucking friend at 10 o'clock in the morning and they're being loud and fucking annoying, yep. um, which happens more often than it should. But it's like, I can do that fine, but it's, do I want to be drunk all night? Yeah. <sighs> I don't know, I've got no interest in it anymore. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it, it, we all, you know, adjust as we, I mean, honestly, when this COVID first started, I was like, oh, great. I'll be staying up all night, sleeping half the day. And then all of a sudden 
I started helping the wife out of her business because it was a deemed an essential business. And I started putting in 80 plus hour weeks there. Of course, I don't get a paycheck, but you know, it was like, yeah, I'm like, okay, I guess uh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> well, at least you're good. You know, you've got your volunteer hours set aside in case you uh, have a court appointed volunteer work you got to do. Exactly. Um, but I mean, it, it's, I'll be honest though, it's probably kept me sane. as much as I might gripe that there's things I wanted to get done with this time that I didn't get a chance to because I was there all the time. It kept me sane too, because I'm one of those people that, you know, some people, Oh, I'd love to not work and, you know, just sit there and collect the, Oh yeah. It, it's great. Except I'm the type of person that goes absolutely fucking ape shit crazy because I, I need that schedule to keep myself going, you know? Yeah. yeah. And like, towards probably like the second month halfway through the second month being out of work for that long i i decided to set a schedule like it was driving me insane like i'm like i can't do this to myself so like i set alarms on my phone so i'd be going to bed at a certain time being waking up at a certain time making sure i ate at a certain time because like that's one thing like i'm like pretty dead set on is eating and sleeping at certain times and maintaining that schedule because holy shit you feel fucking refreshed afterwards Oh, exactly. Hi, Carter. <laughs> he walked over, stretched, he just turned around, looked at me like, and? <laughs> no, it's not that time yet. <laughs> oh, did, I, did I send you that picture of um, my dog on a couch? Looked like uh, the couch no. was eating him because he pushed the cushion out of the way? Oh, no, I haven't seen that one yet. <laughs> he had completely fallen into the couch and he was totally fine with that <laughs> oh shit <laughs> oh, god the life of a dog how nice would that be oh yeah well some our, our dogs yes some dogs not yes. so much. correction <laughs> not most south florida dogs <laughs> well <laughs> yeah i, I <laughs> I, and, and that's even going into like the nice neighborhoods like Coral Gables and stuff where it's like oh wow that's a lot of golden retrievers here but it's like half those people are like I feed my dog a vegan diet you oh, know that dog's God. miserable as fuck yes oh I you know every once in a while I run across oh yeah my dog's a vegan no your dog's not a fucking vegan your dog is meant to eat meat <laughs> If you really want to like, be appropriate, you feed him a fucking raw diet, you know, but... It's, it's like, did your dog tell you that? <laughs> Dude, I hate it. No, it's just not right because they need the certain nutrients. And, like, we did raw food for our dogs for a while. And holy shit, is that a ton of work? Um, yeah. But, you know, we're making sure we're grinding up eggs to uh, eggshells to dust to mix it in, finding the right organ meats to feed them, you know, any supplements that have to be added in, we're trying to minimize those 100% because it's not natural. Exactly. Trying to find that natural balance. Oh, God. And it's expensive <laughs> as hell. It really is. And I mean, like, we've got one of ours is on Origin. And I'll tell you, 25 pound bag of that's 100 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, no. it's good food, though. Um, like, right now, we've got them on. So background information about our dogs is they're both from upstate New York. They're both used to the environment up there. Yep. We moved both our dogs down here. Okay. Completely different environment, different grass type, everything like that. So their skin, like skin allergies are through the f 
fucking roof. So we've tried different foods, different high-end foods. We tried the raw food for them, um, which actually had a bad reaction to one of our dogs. Um, oh, wow. He ended up with um, these fatty deposits in his eye Ooh. that had to be scraped, um, which isn't cheap, by the way. Don't do that. <laughs> um, so now we actually have them on the Hills brand prescription foods, and which is great because you know my fiance works at a um, emergency vet clinic. So when we buy that food, we buy it through them, and we get a pretty nice discount given nice. how expensive that food is because yeah. that shit ain't cheap. Well, our Chihuahua actually uh, just came back from the vet because he had an appointment to go to the vet to have his teeth looked at, and then COVID happened, and he has very severe, I, I want to call it separation anxiety, but it isn't exactly that. Like, he can be at the house by himself. He's fine. But if you hand him to somebody else and they walk away from you, he totally loses his shit. And not in the, like, snappy way, but in the – like shaking, shitting, pissing, total nervous wreck kind of way. Um, so yeah. we've been way, we finally found a vet that's doing actual, you can bring your dog in and sit there while we look at them visits. So we went there and they were awesome and they recommended a different food for them. And they actually recommended Royal Canin versus Hills or Science Diet, or I think they're the same thing. But Hills um, and Science Diet, I think it's the same. Yeah. But they recommended Royal Canaan, which actually it's 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 breed specific, I guess. So I mean, I've always seen it as eh, food, but so far it's been working for him, and he, he actually is starting to put some weight back on. And because um, she wanted to bump his weight up a little bit before she did the uh, went in and worked on his teeth, he's a fucking Chihuahua. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> um, I will say this, though. I've worked on a lot of chihuahuas at the shop. We've had two chihuahuas of our own, and we have so fucking lucked out with them. They were some of the most amazing dogs you'll ever meet. <laughs> but, oh. Which is funny, because the, the two I've spent the most time around, being my fiance's mother's dogs, um, you have Satan 1, and then you have Satan version 2. Mm-hmm. Well, growing up as kids, we, we knew that one of the neighbors up the road, I grew up in the country, we'd ride our bikes everywhere, and one of the neighbors up the road, you prayed when you went by that their chihuahuas went out because they didn't give a fuck. You're on a bike, they're coming after you trying to take you the fuck out. And it'd be like four of them, and you're just like, how the fuck are these dogs not getting hit? I mean, they were smart enough not to get hit by a car, but they would come after a bike. And it's like, even if you're on the other side of the road, I'm like, God damn. <laughs> See, we, we had that in, on my street I grew up on. Um, it was this old woman. She was like 80 years old, and she had Dobermans. But she had a chain link fence. It was only a four-foot chain link fence, which isn't shit for that dog. Um, anytime we'd walk past that house, they'd go fucking ballistic. <laughs> and, we'd, you know, kids, we were taught to walk on the sidewalk. We'd be walking on the sidewalk. She'd come out of her house screaming, get off my property. You're going to disrupt my dogs. And then, like, next thing you know, the dogs are out. She's like, I'm going to let them out of this fucking fence one day. And I'm like, do it. I'm like, what's the worst that's going to happen here? <laughs> oh, trust me. I own your house at 10 years old? Exactly. 
which would be fucking hilarious because it was two properties that were fenced into one and her son lived in the other house, which would be fucking great because if I owned that property, she would have to live with her son probably 70 feet away. <laughs> uh, if that's not a big fuck you, I don't know what is. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Lordy. Um, I, I've only ever been, well, other than grooming, I've only ever been attacked, and I put it in quotes, by a dog twice. Both times I was working, both times as, as an EMT. Um, first one, I was still with the volunteer fire department, full bunker gear on, and um, it was a, um older couple who had this beautiful German shepherd. And they were both had the flu or something. So we ended up, ended up, they both went to the hospital, but we, we walk, we start to walk in and I knew that every, we all knew the dog. They were, you know, pretty much neighbors. Everybody knew anybody, everybody out there when I grew up. And um, I had met this dog many times before, but because the, the owners were sick, now you've got people coming to the house and they're sick. She goes into defense mode. I end up with a shepherd hanging off my arm before all the ink started. Um, so, um, the funny part was the sheriff's deputy was there. First thing he does goes for his sidearm. I'm like, no, don't worry about it. I, said, I know the dog. She's a good girl. I literally just tapped her on the nose with my mag light and not even hard, just a light tap. And she let go round back through the doggy door in the house and went and sat by them. And once they said we, everything was fine, she was fine. She was super friendly. But um, actually a couple of us took turns for the next day or two while they were in the hospital going and feeding her and letting her out and stuff. Cause that's just how, the, how it was there. But the other yeah. one, uh, the other thing you got to look into as well is it's not only it's protecting its owners mm -hmm. from you know them being ill and whatnot. It's also you're not showing up dressed normally. Exactly. And that's what a lot of dogs feed off of, and that's why um, you know, like the vet we go to, when they're handling the dogs, they have their masks off. Yep. Which is I think I've talked to you about this before, which is a great thing. Dogs recognize. Um, facial expressions yes if they can't see that they're tense that's why at the shop we have those clear plastic face shields we use instead of the mask and i that's i honestly again i don't particularly care for them but i know the dogs are more comfortable with them so that's why I, and the other advantage like for cats especially is if we're just doing nail trims on cats if i got that face shield down here i got the cat in my arms while she's doing the nails that's protecting me from shrapnel. <laughs> well, does it also protect you from getting a uh, paw in the eye? Um, yes and no. I don't get I don't get a lot of that, and people laugh. And we've joked about this before about you know there are some of our clients that do refer to me as the pussy whisperer because they like one who's a friend of ours. He he brings his cat in, and it's funny. His mom has to drive him now. He's a full-grown adult. He, you know, he will literally call his mom to drive him to the shop just so he can hold the cat on the way up there so nobody else gets attacked. The cat's like, Wah! he walks in the door, he puts him in my hands, and Jasper just goes, it's like I just hold him and he just goes, Bleh, okay. You know, it's, it's fucking hysterical. Every time he's like, dude, I don't know how the fuck you do that. I said, I'm the pussy whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, he laughs about. <laughs> See, I, I get that because I'm like that with dogs. Like, mm. dogs, all dogs absolutely love me. 
um, I mean, I was doing AC work up in New York for a little while and we went into this house, full grown Mastiff, you know, he must've been like three years old, still intact. If you know, you obviously know what that means. Yeah. Um, <laughs> swinging side to side when he walks, um, violent, violent, violent dog because they had a four-year-old child. The dog was super overprotective of the child. Parents could hardly go near the child. Oh, shit. But they liked it that way because it meant their child was safe. Yep. I walk in the house. The dog's growling and barking at the guy I'm working with. Like, I mean, this thing was ready to attack. Me, I don't care. I stuck my hand out. It walked up to me, sniffed a couple times. It was wagging his tail. It's a good mood. My coworker went to stick his hand out. The dog nearly took it off. <laughs> um there was one time where I did get uh, nipped in the hand and ironically it's by a dog trainer's Belgian Malinois. Mm -hmm. And she's like, she had the um, e-collar on him and she's like, Oh yeah, Mitch, can you just quickly take that off of him? She didn't think he was going to snap. I went to take it off. He snapped and he got his whole mouth around like pretty much my hand like this. And all I did is I grabbed his jaw, not hard. I just pushed his chin to his chest and I made him lay down. After that, he was fine. Yep. I now mind you, my my client list at the shop, because I do have my own clients up there for grooming. Um 95% plus of my regulars are dogs with severe behavioral issues. Um most of my clients would happily take my face off while they're on the grooming table. But I get them groomed and I get them groomed. Well, I will say that, um, the, it, it really, I mean, in my personal opinion, it, it really is all about attitude. You know, I just have that attitude that a, you're not going to eat me because I'm the alpha here and B, I don't fucking think so. <laughs> you know, and it, and it just, it, it worked. And I don't get stressed about it. I just, I sit there, I keep, I'm all low key, calm, you know, calm, but alpha and it, it works. Um, I have one, she's so funny, and she, um, when she's on the table, she will happily take my face off, not even think twice about it if I let her. As soon as I pick her up off the table and pop the muzzle off of her, she's giving me hugs like I'm her best friend in the world, and, and it, it's absolutely intriguing to watch that change. Because even the wife seen it, she, she watched one day where I literally picked her up off the table, I popped the muzzle off, and the dog was like, oh, I love you. And she's like, what the fuck was that? I said, that's Molly. <laughs> it, it sounds a lot like um, my fiance's dog. Um, <laughs> he's a good mix of a little bit of everything in there. His stubbornness comes from the Rottweiler. His aggressiveness could be classified from Dalmatian. Um, <laughs> because they do have that tendency, ironically. <laughs> There's a reason um, why they're firehouse dogs. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he, he has a nasty side to him. You know, if he's barking out the window and I pull him back from the window, he'll try to snip. Uh, if we're doing his nails, he's not pleasant for doing his nails at all. Um, he's actually at the point where we don't like bringing him anywhere to do his nails because he is so bad. Mm-hmm we don't want it to, you know, come back on anybody. Yeah. But as soon as you're done doing his nails, he's up on the couch all over you, licking your face, sitting on your lap, 
yep. wants to cuddle up next to you. It's like, dude, you just tried to tear my face off. Go away. We we have a few like that that are the the bigger dogs like that that literally I have to I hold them up in the air and she does the nails because it's the only way we can get the nails done and because I usually I've got like one arm going like this almost like a headlock for lack of a better way of putting it and the other one's under the back leg so they're up in the air so they have no traction to get anywhere and it works you know and it's like I said, we've got more than a few that, because if you have them on the table, they've got traction to trying to jump and thrash and barrel roll you and everything else. But once you get them up in the air, they can't really do anything. They have no leverage. And it, especially if you've got your arm in front of their femurs between the hip and the knee, um, they can't bring it forward to kick at you either. Yeah. And, you know, leverage. <laughs> well, the other, the other option is greasing the table. You take a handful of the solid coconut oil and you smear it all over it. One, it's going to distract them because dogs, for whatever reason, love coconut oil. <laughs> it's actually really good for them. Um, and two, they're not getting traction on shit. I don't know. I, I actually have, I literally have a stack of t-shirts that are just for grooming. And like, I've got a half a dozen of them that like, especially on this side over here on my right side, because that's usually with the side facing the back end. It's got like, rips and tears all down the side from when they've, they've gone at it and it's like I, those are my grooming shirts because if they get destroyed I don't care <laughs> uh, holy crap we've gone for over an hour <laughs> an hour and a half yeah <laughs> yeah I'm like sitting here like I can only sit for so long before my back is starting to say fuck you Dude, That's um, but it's like my neck pillow becomes a lumbar pillow for these. <laughs> well, unfortunately, until I figure a better angle out for my iPad, yeah. I'm sitting forward. I could be sitting all the way back. So <laughs> I'm least, like hunched over. At least we're not looking up your nose, Bill. No. <laughs> I bust his balls about that all the time, though. But Actually, is that true? What? I said actually. Oh. I don't think you've said that <laughs> once. This entire podcast. <laughs> oh God, I I gotta admit I do enjoy busting his balls on those things. It's fun. <laughs> well, but anyway, we'll wrap this one up because we don't. I never like to go too long because I don't want to bore people. But that's me. But um, Mitch, thank you again for filling in for Bill this week. It's appreciated um thank you everybody for listening watching or whatever it is you're doing um even if you have us on in the background while you're cleaning your house that's fine too <laughs> um so like you know again like i always like to reiterate you got the potential to do amazing things in your life and sometimes you just got to get out of your own way and do it we got faith in you you can do it just make it happen Thank you guys for listening. Come back again next week. We'll be back for more. Uh, Bill should be back next week, and uh, we'll go from there. And, Mitch, thank you again. Oh, thank you for having me. No problem. Do you want to use Bill's tagline? No. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> thank you very much. Have a good one, everybody. We will catch you later. <laughs>